Blog Talk Radio.
the House of Representatives, the 59th Congress, Second Session, Citizenship of the United States, Expatriation, and Protection Abroad, Letter from the Secretary of State, Submitting Report on the Subject of Citizenship, Expatriation, and the Protection Abroad. Page 459, Section Morocco. Morocco. Sir, there are strictly speaking no Moroccan laws relating to the citizenship of Moorish subjects in Morocco. The fundamental laws of this non-Christian country are based entirely upon the Islamic code, no part of which treats of the subject of citizenship. Page 460. There are, however, numerous treaties and conventions between the various Christian countries and the Moorish Empire, by means of which citizenship in this country is defined. But, as I understand, from the above acknowledged instructions, that it is not the desire of the Department to call for a report upon such lines, I will therefore confine these remarks to general conditions existing, which may possibly be of some use in connection with the information desired. Section 1. Citizenship in Morocco may be said to be governed by the laws pertaining to the same in other countries, with the exception that all persons residing in Morocco who cannot prove foreign citizenship or protection are considered ipso juer as Moorish subjects. 2 and 3. Moorish subjects lost their nationality only by becoming naturalized in or protected by another country having treaty relations with the Moorish Empire. It was established by the Convention of Madrid, concluded July 3rd, 1880, as follows. Article 15. Any subject of Morocco who has been naturalized in a foreign country and who shall return to Morocco shall, after having remained for a length of time equal to that which shall have been regularly necessary for him to obtain such naturalization, choose between entire submission to the laws of the empire and the obligation to quit Morocco unless it shall be proved that his naturalization in a foreign country was obtained with the consent of the government of Morocco. Foreign naturalization heretofore acquired by subjects of Morocco according to the rules established by the laws of each country shall be continued to head them as regards all its effects without any restriction. The above ruling has never yet been acted upon and should this at any time be contemplated seriously a large number of naturalized people American and others residing in Morocco would be affected thereby. 4 and 5. Residence in foreign parts does not affect the nationality of Moorish subjects and the Moorish government has no means of protecting its subjects permanently residing in other countries with the exception of a so-called Moorish consul at Gibraltar and a Moorish agent 
at Cairo, Egypt. I am ETC Hoffman Phillip. Google United States Code, Title 22, Chapter 2, Section 141. Consular Courts. Act August 1st, 1956. Repealed Sections 141 to 143, effective upon the date which the President determined to be appropriate for the relinquishment of jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco. Jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco was relinquished by memorandum of President Eisenhower dated September 15, 1956. Notice was given to Morocco on October 6, 1956, and all pending cases were disposed of by 1960. See Bulletin of the State Department, Volume 35, colon 909, page 844. Sections 141, R.S. Sections 4083, 4125, 4126, 4127, Act June 14, 1878, Chapter 193, 20, Statute 131 related to judicial authority generally of ministers and consuls of United States in China, Siam, Turkey, Morocco, Muscat, Abyssinia, Persia, and territories formerly part of the Ottoman Empire, including Egypt. Uh, Bashar, and he also knows that North America or the America North America is known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa. Of course, I know that North America was known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa, and it reported to the Sultan of Morocco. And there was a relation. This is why I needed to ask you, what's the relation between the first, you know, colonials and the uh, uh, governors of Morocco because they con con communicated because in on paper it was part of Greater Morocco that's it, known that's known but I, I, I need and to know from Jordan yes Palestinian yes and he Palestinian, Jordanian, Arab, Canadian <laughs> <laughs> fantastic <laughs> We know that we one of the seeds of Moses. Yeah. So, 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 so you're from, so where are you from again? I was born in, I was born in the island, Martinique, French island. Mm -hmm. Of course, we are descendants of from Egyptian. Egyptian. Egyptian? Yes. Okay. So, over there, they still re refer to our people as Moors, correct? Yes. So, why do you think over here in America, these same people who are brought from the same land, yes, when we tell them that they're Moors, what, what, why, why do you think that is? Because, why? because the, uh, um, after so many generations, if it's not cast down, you will lose. So therefore, listen good what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. A man that do not know his own identity, when he is giving one, he will simply believe. Mm -hmm. He will simply believe what he's not. You're right. So therefore, you will act as a stranger to your own identity. Because you only believe on somebody else, so you that. Yeah. So you act opposite to truly what you are. Yeah. 
do you think do you think it's more pressure because of the economic power I guess the European have put the laws on so they just believe hey it's that that's that's what it is we're we're no we're blacks now we're black like does that make sense like you're just a color you have no, no that, nationality no, you that, have no history that's, that's my point if you was not stars now and you have to understand another to 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 I would say not a lie because everybody lies that is a thing of life but how can I say that is uh, deceived mm-hmm. to deceive to deceive one you have to replace take one thing out and replace it by another. Yeah. For okay. the blank. So the black is the black. So therefore they just is your black but they don't realize no. They stole your identity from you. So therefore you might not know who you are. Yeah. So you just give your color black, black. What the yeah. heck is black? Yeah, because what we're trying to tell them, like a lot of the things that are going on with our people with the injustice it's because of the system and what they call themselves and what they recognize themselves. They don't they don't have any law they don't there's no law for for black people in this country like you're not even supposed to be a part of this country so therefore what nation are you from you see but you like you said you know when you take your history you know people will say well big deal so what why is history important at all history is extremely important imagine if if i could take from each one of you as an individual everything you knew about your life up to last week and just erase it where would you be? You'd be lost. You'd be incompetent. You wouldn't know how to plan for the future. And you do the same thing with a people. If you erase their history or you don't tell enough about their past, they also become incompetent and they can't fulfill the future. And that's why a lot of people in the black community have felt, well, how come all the dreams of the civil rights movement aren't yet fulfilled? And one reason is because this history is still suppressed. It still isn't taught, but there's been a recent discovery which is going to blow the lid off of all that, and that's what I'm going to talk about. You've had four of these major impacts that the black people have made to the Americas, not only before Columbus was born, but before even Spain or Italy existed. That's that's the kind of, of roots that are in this country. And by knowing that, and the more you know about it, it's an empowerment. You're, you're really rude. You're... You have got a heritage which is more than slavery. Sure, there was slavery, but that's not all. That's a small part of it. Long before that, there's a heritage of kings, seafarers, religious missionaries, and they were all here. But it happened so long ago, there's just so little of it left. But some adults have difficulty handling that. What connects it up is even the word more, because it's pronounced differently in different parts, of even of Africa. And... They call themselves Mor, Mu, Mur. There's all variations of that. So even the name Mur. And individuals are missing the point. What conversation stop it? I'm a mole. And got sense enough to know I'm a mole. And ain't gonna never argue with you that I'm not a mole. And wouldn't come in your house or come among you and say I'm a mole if I didn't feel in my heart, in my mind, in my soul that I am. If you don't understand that, get that together real quick. And recognize how you've been miseducated, not just by Europeans, but by your own. These people know that you're not black. They don't doubt it. They know that you're not black. And they know that you're Moors.
Guess what I did today Those were the words I said to you It was last May, don't know the exact day In my hand there was a ring Then you told me that you love me More than anything in your life So I asked you, would you do me? honor of being my wife I will be your man, your protector, your best friend Till my humble life is ended And time begins again
Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Everybody got choice. These bitches are choosing them all in their head. Everybody got choice. 
right that I chow. Everybody got choice. These brothers be hating, I already know, but I never go broke. No, no, no. I'm stay getting money. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Cops put a hurting on your ass, man, you know. They really degrade you. White folks don't believe that shit, don't believe cops degrade you. Oh, come on, those beatings, those people are resisting arrest. I'm tired of this harassment of police officers. Because the police live in your neighborhood, see? And you be known them as Officer Timpson. Hello, Officer Timpson. Going bowling tonight? <laughs> yes, uh, nice pinto you have. <laughs> Niggas don't know him like that. See, white folks get a ticket, they pull over. Hey, officer, yes, glad to be of help. Here you go. <laughs> Nigga got to be talking about, I am reaching into my pocket for my license. Because <laughs> I don't want to be no motherfucking accident. Police degrade, I don't know, you know, it's awful. You wonder why a nigga don't go completely mad. You know, you do. You get your shit together. You work all week, right? And then you get dressed. You make, it. you say, can't make $125. We get $80 if he lucky. Right? And he go out, get clean, be driving with his old lady, going out to a club, and police pull over. Get out of the car! That was a robbery! A nigga looks just like you! All right, put your hands up, take your pants down, spread your cheeks. Now, what nigga feel like having fun after that? <laughs> oh, let's just go home, baby. You go home and beat your kids and shit. You gonna take that shit out on somebody. Another picture. Look at the so-called Egyptian, the African of Kemet and his and her culture. Lace with gold, laced with silver and precious stone. The point I'm making is that you're from a rich culture, a rich past. into your mind, body, and soul. Somehow we have bought into a shoebox full of fallacies, and one of them is that it's all right to be poor. Whenever you see people prospering, always rejoice and bless them in your heart. 
Always do that. And you see, you magnetize yourself for that good when you bless other people. But you know, if you have a jealous spirit, oh, look at that. Why should they have that when I've got so little? Yeah, because you you work, you operate your mouth against yourself. That's why. There's a verse of scripture also said that says, Thou art ensnared by the words of thy mouth. You know, the mouth can be a dangerous thing until you learn how to operate it positively. <laughs> Some people are like a prosecuting attorney against themselves. Every time you think of something good, you talk yourself out of it. Yeah, but I know, I just know, I, I sure wish. No, but I can't. But oh, I sh- Lord, I sure wish. Thou art ensnared by the words of thy mouth. Don't do that. That, that stems from your grand perennial group and, and my perennial group. <laughs> the remarks that I heard so persistently was that all I want is just enough to get back. And then the one that my generation used was, how's it going, man? I made it. I made it. Now, that's another thing, and I want to warn you about this. You know, a lot of people are good at visualizing things for other people. Yeah, that's for Rockefeller. (laughs) That's for those rich people. You'll pass by those mansions in Bel Air and Beverly Hills that look at this where the rich people live. Look, look at that. That's for them. And you're really telling yourself, well, that's for them. I see them with it. But I don't see myself with it. Making what? <laughs> the standstill syndrome of hold on has been the banner of black America since we were imprisoned in this country and culture. Survival was of the utmost importance. Just to live through the theme of survival or the capture of Africa. Okay, if you can see it for other people, why can't you see it for yourself? I taught people to do this. Here's a little technique. That whenever you see people being, doing, and having good, always be glad for them. Always rejoice for them. And, you know, say good things about them in your mind. I said, look at that old rich so-and-so. The Bible says, curse not the rich. Reverend Ike says, if you curse the rich, you'll never be one of us. <laughs> it became a fixed mechanism in the pseudo-culture that the African was developing in this, quote, foreign land, unquote. How to survive, the need to survive, the whole syndrome of survival is a slave mentality syndrome. I remember some years ago, I uh, drove up to our place up in the mountains in in Monterey overlooking the, the ocean and my custodian at that time was a very fine gentleman who met me outside and he saw that brand new mink silver gray and blue Rolls Royce Corniche and he said to me he says oh Reverend Ike he said I saw this car in my visualization the other day 
I say, yeah, but you made one mistake. You didn't see yourself with it. <laughs> so I got it. Prosperity is the correct concept for the African, where most of the wealth of the planet has been drawn from. Most of the gold, most of the silver, most of the diamonds, rubies, emeralds, pearls, Africa, that says the land from which we adhere is a rich land, a land flowing with milk and honey, that God's so-called chosen were sent to that land as a promised land. And when you decide it, you got to do what? Believe it. Another picture. Look at the so-called Egyptian, the African of Kemet and his and her culture. Laced with gold. Laced with silver and precious stone. The point I'm making is that you're from a rich culture, a rich past. It's back here. The idea to be rich, to be prosperous, to be well-to-do. Okay? The illusion of poverty is just that. It is an illusion. In this teaching, that would indicate, yes, law, meaning that you have an affirmative attitude toward the law which works to bring you to the demonstration of the good that you believe. In this cycle we are in of high dispensation that includes wealth. You're supposed to get back something. Surely God is able. Say that. Surely God is able. Say it again. The third time. And I like to make it so very personal and say it this way. Surely God in me is able. Say it again. Spiritual prosperity includes material prosperity. It includes mental prosperity. It doesn't exclude anything. The masters who presented themselves to a given people renounced material materiality because they were demonstrating spirituality. They didn't need to harness and stack up anything. They could have anything they wanted when they wanted it. When you believe Nothing is impossible. So you got to believe. That's real prosperity consciousness. To have what you need and want when you need it and when you want it. It is not having a large bank account. Because the bank owner might go off with your money. <laughs> In your consciousness. That's where prosperity is. See it! Let's hear it! See it! This deals with visualization. <laughs>
We're not listening to whom we're supposed to be listening to. We're listening to the things that worry and trouble us. The things that confuse us occupy much of our minds. There's an answer for every question. There's a solution to every problem. Where is it? Inside. It is important that you learn how to work in the theater of your mind. And I want to leave that term with you. Say, the theater of my mind. There's no more God out here than there is in there. Now, I'm going to tell you something important because, see, somehow we don't think we're supposed to get rich unless we work and save our money. And that's a practical, good way to do so. And, and I'm not going to knock that. You know, you know it, 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 as much as I dislike eight hours a day, <laughs> it, it's practical and it's significant and it gives a, a sense of purpose and direction. Wealth is given. It is not earned. I now enter into the theater of my mind and look upon the stage of my imagination. See, you've got it set there. And, you, and then I will say, I see myself. And then you describe yourself as you wish to be. So repeat this after me. I now look upon, I now enter the theater of my mind. And look upon the stage of my imagination. And I see myself as I wish to be. While we sit here, somebody's getting rich. And I want you to think about that instead of somebody tricking you out of your check. Money is an idea. How many ideas can you contain? What is it that brings you your good? Oh, there I am. Look how healthy I am. Look how happy I am. Listen to the way I'm laughing. I'm just the exact weight that I want to be. Look at that. My dimensions are as I would have them to be. Just look at me. And look at all that money around. What are you passionate about? What is it that you really love with all your feelings? Can you transfer that money. Yes, you can, if you want to. So learn how to see yourself being, doing, and having the good that you desire. Enter the theater of your mind. Look upon the stage of your imagination and see yourself. And it's important that you see yourself being, doing, and having the good that you desire. Systematically, this man kept trying to destroy everything that something was giving him. He was doing it to himself, not the white boy. 
He was doing it to himself. Very good. The power of the word. Spoken words. And we need to control that faculty. Huh? Because we take words and throw them like daggers. And they get results. Yes, you got to see it. You remember Flip Wilson, the comic, who used to say, what you see, what you get, that's true. And the man who said to me, well, Reverend, I got saw this Rolls Royce carnation in my visualization. He made the mistake. He didn't see himself with it. So, also, when you see people with good, always say also, and when you pass those sign, home sign cards, people are looking good, say, that's for me. Let me hear you say it. Say it again. See, bless it, bless them, and say, that's for me. That means that you include yourself in that idea of good. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Look, my bitch is all bad, my niggas all real. I ride in dick and some big tall hills. Big fat checks, big large bills. Run out, flip like 10 car wheels. Cold ass bitch. I give raw chills. Send it for looks and my lips so kill. I kiss him in the mouth. I feel all grills. Heat in the car, that's what's on wheels. Woo! I was born to flex. Diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets, I like more than sex But nothing in this world that I like more than checks Money All I really wanna see is us Money I don't really need a D, I need a Money All a bad bitch need is us Money I got pants in the coop Bustin' out the roof I got pants in the coop Touch me, I'll shoot Bow, shake a little ass Money You get a little bag and take it to the store Money Get a little cash Money You shake it real fast, you get a little more Money. I got pants in the coop Bustin' out the coop I got bands in the coop, bustin' up the roof. I got a fly, I need a jet, shit. I need room for my legs. I got a baby, I need some money, shit. I need cheese for my egg. All y'all bitches in trouble, green brass knuckles just couple. I heard that Cardi went pop, shit. I think go pop, pop. That's me bustin' that bubble. I'm the Sonny with the drip, baby mommy with the clip. Walk out bodies with a bitch, bring a thotty to the whip. If she find her, she fake. God damn, fuckin' pass the mirror, ooh. I like more than sex, but nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. All I really wanna see is us. Money. I don't really need a D, I need us. All a bad bitch need is us. I got pants in the coop, bustin' out the roof. I got pants in the coop. Touch me, I'll shoot, bow, shake a little ass. You get a little bag and take it to the store. Money. Get a little cash. Money. You shake it real fast, you get a little more. I got pants in the coop, bustin' out the roof. I got bands in the coop. Touch me, I'll shoot. 
for your pop. They talk pop or whoever. You know who pops the most shit? The people who shit not together. You know that cardio freak? All my pajamas is leather. Bitch, I will back on your ass. Wakanda forever. Sweet like a honey bun, straight like a tummy gun. Roll in one on one. Come get your mommy some cardio. Get the tip top, bitch. Kiss the ring and kick rocks, sis. Uh, jump it down, back it up. Ooh, ayy. Hey. Make that nigga put that suitcase. I like my niggas dark like dude. He's gonna eat this ass like food. I was born to flex. Diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets. I like morning sex. But nothing in this world that I like more than culture. All I really wanna see is the. I don't really need to be any dough. All a bad bitch need is a KKC. And why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out. Because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what, that's what you've done with the life up here to four. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather, when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template? Oh, let's follow this process instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made, and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got, instead of having this book. Life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. You think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process, the same process his daddy raised him by. Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results-orientated at all, Who's better off, the journey or the process? And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization, as sad as it is, that you have pissed, you have urinated, heretofore, up until this morning, your entire life down a fucking shithole. Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth. If you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking Dundee or a happy, slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto or a happy, slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything. But if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. If you don't know where to, like, what's 
Okay. If, <laughs> if you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And But I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forests in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You can, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it, gets, it can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. Designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy. It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. Which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution, like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when 
I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. You are a plague. And we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key. My key. People that's awake and there's people asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. So let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. Mm-hmm. We it used to they say five percent. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're gonna be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. Now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down, and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, had you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lowest chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good. What tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen- uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Mm-hmm. Okay. They moving, but they ain't, they're brain dead. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness 
that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. Because that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. They can look pretty, they can have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior. Mm. Whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. Hmm. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this knowledge. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man? You, you've had to, you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years, I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty. Now it was it was you know it was a couple of years later that what I was missing I realized was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I but but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why it's that is because you were you, you were gravitating but above the root shock. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network. All right, all right. What up, what up, what up? Peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. You see right on The Bottom Line, right here on the New Evolution Radio Network. I'm your host, Joey Bounce L. Bay. And this is The Bottom Line. Uh, tonight is the 3rd of November. Man, we almost at the end of the year, ain't we? We getting there. We itching our way there. So welcome to the show. It's a late show tonight. So hopefully if you're just now joining us, 
like, um, you know, you know, you didn't miss nothing. So, uh, with that being said, I'd like to thank everybody who came out to the seminar this past weekend with Jonah Bay and myself in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, wasn't one of our biggest turnouts, but it was a good turnout. But we had some people who came and got that information. Uh, the next seminar uh, will be in Texas. Um, that will be Jonah Bay doing that seminar by himself in Texas. And then we have... Oh, we got Atlanta coming up. So, we got a credit seminar in Atlanta. Um, that's going to be in December. It's probably going to be between the first and the second week of December. I'll announce that soon because I have that information. All right? So, peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. I ain't even going to lie. I didn't even prepare a topic tonight. So, with that being said, you know, I kind of went in on Friday. Which is interesting, and I'm going to pull that information up, and I'm going to recap what we went into on Friday. And then we're going to go right to the call lines. Um, so if you want to get in and holler at me, you got a question or comment, put yourself in the call line, 347-989-0194. If you're in the chat, you want to get in and holler at me. I got to kick it tonight with the classes, 19... 70 through 1979. Let me tell y'all something about these old people. These niggas know how to do it. Old niggas, man. But, you know, what's interesting is I was having a conversation tonight with a brother at this event that I was at. And, you know, these brothers, 60 years old, and he's never heard of an injunction. We, you know, we got to talking. You know, about this information, because you know, say, well, what you do, bro? You know, so I tell him what I do, you know. So we get to talk about this information, and the brother's never heard of an injunction. Never even knew that he could do one, let alone never thought in his 60 years, never thought to use his state constitution, never thought about protecting his rights, and he never wants believe that he had the power over the police. You know, your constitution tells you that you have the power to regulate, right? To accept laws and reject them at will, independent of the general assembly. Right? You know, I I thought that was interesting because, you know, uh, there's a lot of people who've been living on this planet for a long time, a lot longer than me, a lot longer than some of you, who never encountered any of this information. You have to ask yourself, where were the hell where the hell was this information sitting at? Like, was it just dormant? How Tariq Bay couldn't have been the only nigga teaching this shit back in the seventies and eighties. Right? So, you know, I implore you to have conversations with people in your family, man. Talk to people that you know, right, have been around for quite a while. And find out if they've ever used their constitution. If they've ever heard of anybody using the constitution to protect their rights or doing an injunction. I mean, I listen, you know, when people drag me into these conversations, I, I get to go pretty deep. 
sometimes I stop myself because I'm like, ah, I, I don't have time for that right now. My brother wanted to drag me into the birth certificate conversation. I, I can't, I can't have that combo with you. It's too long of a combo. But it makes you wonder, right? Especially when our elders, because you know, the, even if you are, if you are a Christian or a religious person, right? You grew up in that doctrine, right? Even that book says that the young shall teach the old. Seems to hold true, right? So a lot more young cats coming up, helping people out older than them to help make their life better. Ain't no shame in the game. Everybody need help. So I'm going to recap what we talked about on Friday, right? Because I always I always like to, to go into shit that we've talked about. Um just a second, I'm gonna pull it up here. See if I can tell if I can find it. Um Friday I went into some information with y'all that, that actually let me see if I can put it right quick. Because you know we went we went in Friday and what we talked about hopefully you heard the show on Open Four on Friday. But one of the things that we that we went into on Friday was the fact that being a U.S. citizen, right, anytime that you accept that contract, right, you're under their law. And we also mentioned this this weekend in the seminar. And, you know, one of the things I think people have to, you know, remain diligent about is remembering that every time you use your social, right, or just the fact that you have a minimum contact, Using the social, you know, it means you're taking a privilege, you're taking the benefit, right? So if you decide to take the, the benefit, the privilege, that's on you. Now I'm gonna see if I can find the document. This is what we'll do. We'll take a quick two minute break so I can locate this document, and we'll be right back because I want to make sure that we go into this tonight, all right? And then we're gonna go to the call lines. So we'll be right back. Keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. This is right here on the bottom line of the New Evolution Radio Network. And we'll pay some bills and be right back. Welcome to NaturalistHerbs.com Treat yourself to a luxury of nature. Coming soon. 100% natural shea butter. Natural moisturizer. Just for the skin. Come get a health reading and find out exactly what your body is missing. Then check out the herbal elixirs that will get your body back to its optimal level. While you're at naturalherbs.com, get your fill of any one of the natural herbal elixir teas. They have from 1 to 10 to target specific organs and areas of your temple. For your blood, lungs and respiratory system, male and female organs, digestive tract, skin purification, chakras, rejuvenation of the brain cells, respiratory system, bone and muscle detox. Experience the power of healing at naturalherbs.com. Get you 
organic Irish sea moss at naturalherbs.com. Get the most out of your body from naturalherbs.com. You have to fight the constant attacks being waged against your temple. Free shipping on orders $25 or more. While you're at it, go over to MakeMoreCommerce.com and check out the packages they have to provide you with remedy. That's M-A-K-E-M-O-O-R-C-O-M-M-E-R-C-E.com. Go check it out right now. NaturalsHerbs.com Alright, peace to the gods, we back. Alright, so let's go into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to recap some of what we talked about Friday. So if you missed Friday's show, um this will be some good information for you to be able to to go back and actually recap, alright? So you know there's a lot of contention over whether, you know, you are you know U.S. citizen, national, this is the United States of America, for America, is it a corporation, is it not, like, and and if you are familiar, and thank you to the good brother Jonah who who always brings it out, let me pull it up for you, USC, okay, 3002, section 15A. All right. The United States. Let me put it here just a second. Here we go. The United States means a federal corporation. Okay, and and I'll read the code to you again. United States Code three thousand two, fifteen A. The United States means a federal corporation. Now. Under the National Voter Registration Act of 1993, there are only elections for federal offices and no elections for any public officers of the several states. All right, I want you to look under 52 U.S.C. 2502, 2501, and 3101. Okay? Now, also the 10th has no application today concerning, quote, citizens of the United States. Now, let's just go to our Tenth Amendment, right? Pull that up. Now, the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution says, just a second, there we go. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by its states, or reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Now, the Tenth Amendment helps to define the concept of federalism. This is the relationship between federal and state governments. This is where your Fourteenth Amendment comes into play. You, I, and I'll tell you every time, the states were your first 14th amendments. So as federal activity has increased, so too has the problem of reconciling state and national interests 
as they apply to the federal powers to tax, to police, and to regulations such as wages, right, your hourly wages, disclosure of personal information, this is where you get your FOIA request, and record-keeping systems. Oh, and laws related to what they call strip mining. Which I don't know what the hell that is. Okay? Now, this Tenth Amendment, right, that deals with federalism, okay, you should understand, is what deals with what makes these states subservient, also through the Fourteenth Amendment. Now, citizens of the United States do not have any rights. You have privileges. Okay? I'll give you the case again. The Grand versus United States, 12F577. All right? And any rights of elective franchises. Uh, this is uh, Le Grand versus United States as well. All right? So, what you have are protections. So, you know, people say, well, there's no taxation without representation. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Why? Because you are being represented. <laughs> You're being represented by the defunct visual government. That's who's representing you. So no taxations without representation They can come and tax you Because 14th Amendment citizens Is already being represented They already know who you are with If that's if that's the click that you claim They got to forgive me I'm about three glasses in On Cabernet Damn it Let me tell y'all This information Is so important I'll do three or four shows. Okay. Now, the legislation of Congress is only for the Prohibitions Act against state actors and state law. Otherwise, legislation for citizens of the United States is to remain dormant. That's citizens with a little system. To the 14th Amendment, Congressional Record, 1938, page 429 to 447, with Supreme Court holdings, including the Slaughterhouse case, which I mentioned last week. I also told you that there are no Article Three courts of the United States today except the Supreme Court of the United States, which even it is not an Article Three court because they deal with 14th Amendment shit. See, even in your state, you have to invoke the jurisdiction of an Article Three court. You have to make them take judicial notice. You got to make these niggas come up off the 14th Amendment page and go back on a digital page. Excuse me. Sorry. Now, here's the, here's the thing, right? Article 3 under 28 U.S.C. 132, they tell you that the only Article 3 court technically is the Supreme Court. That's what they tell you. You got district courts, circuit courts, municipal courts, 
And then you got the Supreme Court. So there's no constitutional court to any of the several states today, and there's no election for any public officers. So, you know, what's really interesting is, do you think that you vote? Do you think that you vote? Or do you go and elect somebody? So I apologize, y'all. It's a message. All right. So let me go on to the next. All right, so this kind of, you know, and here's the thing. If you've read the Bill Tillman letter, then you'll know that Bill Tillman, matter of fact, fuck it, let me bring it up. Okay, here we go. Here, here it is. Since I want to ask the senator, hold on. Let me let me skip down to the important part. Since Mr. President, I have not the facts and the figures here, but I want the country to get the full view of the southern side of this question and the justification for anything that we do. We were sorry we had the necessity the necessity forced upon us, but we could not help it. And as white men, we are not sorry for it. And we do not propose to apologize for anything we have done in connection with it. We took the government away from them in 1876. We did take it. And if no other senator has come here previous to this time who would acknowledge it, more is the pity. We have had no fraud in our elections in South Carolina since 1884. There has been no organized Republican Party in the state. We did not disenfranchise the Negroes until 1895. Then we had a constitutional convention convened, which took up the matter calmly, deliberately, and avowedly with the purpose of disenfranchising as many of them as we could under the 14th and the 15th Amendments. We adopted the educational qualification as the only means left to us, and the Negro is as contented as the, and as prosperous and as well-protected and well-protected in South Carolina today as in any state of the Union south of the Potomac. He is not meddling in politics, but he found that the more he meddled with them, the worse off he got. And as to his rights, I would not discuss them for now. Now, I, I just want you to, to take note here that they disenfranchised you. They used the 14th and the 15th Amendment to do it. All right? So let's take a look at this word. Disenfranchisement. All right, here we go. Disenfranchisement is the state of being deprived of a right or privilege, especially the right to vote. So I also gave you guys the definition of the word. Second here. Stateless. On Friday, let's look up that definition. Stateless, not recognized as a citizen of any country, 
In international law, a stateless person is someone who is not considered as a national by any state under the operation of this law. And some stateless persons are also refugees. So you're a damn refugee if you're a U.S. citizen because you've been disenfranchised. They've taken away your right to vote. They've taken away your privilege to vote. And they put you in a disenfranchised position. Now, the question I have to ask y'all is what are you doing to change this? Are you still taking your protection? See, you don't get taxation without representation. In any case, you can't even claim no taxation without representation because you're already being represented. You have protections. The legislation of Congress is only for prohibitions against state actors. So when Congress comes in and they make new laws, right, under the 14th Amendment, it says Congress can make any laws that they want to make. That affect who? 14th Amendment citizens. I want to just think into that. Oh, I'll read that to y'all too. Shit, let me find it too. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up for y'all. 14th Amendment. And let me just pull it so that we can read it. Well, the 14th Amendment addresses aspects of citizenship and the rights of citizens. Most commonly used and frequently litigated phrase is equal protection of the law. There's your protection again. All persons born or naturalized in the United States are subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States. In the state of them where they reside. The state of. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges of the citizen. See, you get privileges. You don't get rights, my nigga. How come they didn't say no state shall make or enforce any laws that abridge, that abridge the rights? What happened to your rights? So, but they can't deprive you of life, liberty, or property without due process, right? Or deny any person, which is a a corporation under the federal jurisdiction, equal protection. You know, this is the whole thing I'm talking about when I first started the show and mentioned the social. But how about this one? The validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services, and suppressing insurrection or rebellion should not be questioned. Why do you think you can't pay off no debts with the social? All you can do is discharge. Because there's a protection. You're considered a debtor. That's the exchange. That's the fair exchange. For them, at least. For them at least.
equal exchange, I guess. Right? So, there's no constitutional courts in any of the several states, right? There's no elections technically for any public officers, right, under 52 USC. I'll keep calling me and I'll the radio. Alright. Alright, so with that being said, let's go to the next one. There's, there's a lot of it. Alright. <clears throat> now, the civil rights, the quote civil rights of the citizens of the United States are under the plenary powers of Congress. Now, I mentioned this to you earlier. Now, I want y'all to understand something, because this, this occurred to me after I did the show last week, right? On Friday, when I was filling in for Jonah. So, the Civil Rights Act of 1866, because you know there was, there was three of them, right? Let me, let me pull the years for you guys, because there was three of them. So the Civil Rights Act of 1866, the Civil Rights Act of 1875, which was uh, during the Reconstruction statutes. Okay, so I want you to pay attention to this. And then there's the one from 18 from there's actually there was one that was done in 1871 when they did the Organic Act, right? And then there was another one that they did in 1966. Now the only one that you want to use, obviously, is the first one. But let me just pull this, right? Because the Civil Rights Act of 1875, sometimes called the Enforcement Act, or the Fourth Act was a United States federal law enacted during the Reconstruction era in response to civil rights violations against so-called African Americans. Let me give you a little bit more info into this. The Civil Rights Act of 1875 was designed to protect all citizens in their civil and legal rights, providing for equal treatment in public accommodations and public transportation and prohibiting exclusion from jury service. It was originally drafted by Charles Sumner in 1870, but was not passed until shortly after Sumner's death in 1875. The law was not effectively enforced, partly because President Grant had favored different measures to help him suppress election-related violence against blacks, we'll call them Moors, okay, and Republicans in the South. The Reconstruction era ended with the resolution of 1876 presidential election, and the Civil Rights Act of 1875 was the last federal civil rights law enacted under the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1957. Okay, now in 1883, the Supreme Court ruled in the civil rights cases, that the public accommodation sections were unconstitutional, saying Congress was not afforded control over private persons or corporations under the Equal Protection Clause. Y'all hear that? Part of the Civil Rights Act of 1875 were later readopted in the 1964 Civil Rights Act and in the 1968 Civil Rights Act, both of which were cited in the Commerce Clause as the source for Congress's power to regulate private actors. Okay? Uh, maybe what I just said flew over your head. 
Okay, but the Reconstruction era, all right, of a, the, first of all, when they did the Civil Rights Act of 1875, it was the last one of them to be enacted, right, which dealt with uh, the, the rights of private people. After that, everything else was public, right? But this this is the reason why, Jonas, tell you, you have to go back to 1866. You have to use that Civil Rights Act. All right, so okay, so this this reminds me of what we were talking about because this whole thing about plenary powers, right? Citizens, these the so-called citizens, okay, under the plenary powers of Congress have civil rights. Now, this is gonna take me to this definition I'm gonna give you. Pull it for y'all. Some of y'all already know this definition. Feel free, y'all know what I'm about to say. Civil mortus. And I want to give you just, I like this one. Here we go. Civil death is the loss of all or almost all civil rights by a person due to a conviction for a felony or due to an act by the government of a country. An act like the Civil Rights Act, okay, or the Organic Act, you see. So, due to an act by the government of a country that results in the loss of your civil rights, whatever the fuck civil is. Now, it's usually inflicted on persons convicted of crimes against the state or those determined by a court. To be legally incompetent because of a mental disability. Now, in medieval Europe, felons lost all civil rights upon their conviction. The civil death often led to actual death, and since anyone could kill and injure a felon with impunity, it was no problem. Now, under the Holy Roman Empire, a person declared civilly dead was referred to as a vogel, vogel, vogel fray, vogel fray. Vogel fry. There we go. Vogel fry. Which meant free as a bird. And could even be killed since they were completely outside the law. Now, now check this out. I want you to understand something. Do you not think niggas are outside the law when you call yourself black, African American, Negro, colored? You're outside the law. You're outside organic law. You're outside your ancestors' law. Why? Because you're operating as a vogel friend. Under the Holy Roman Empire, you're declared to be civilly dead. Let me let me read this definition for you. Vogelfrei in German uses denotes the status of a person who is legal, excuse me, whom a legal penalty of outlawry has been imposed. However, the original meaning of the term referred to independence. Being free as a bird. The negative meaning now developed only in the 16th century. Okay. You're a vocal fry. In the United States, the disenfranchisement of a felon has been called a form of civil death. How many of you niggas got felons out there? How many of y'all got felonies? 
you've been disenfranchised. My brother, my sister, when you caught that charge and you accepted that, that charge on you, you got disenfranchised. So now, guess what? Because you got disenfranchised, and that's a form of civil death, you've been subjected to what they call collateral consequences. A collateral consequence is the additional civil state penalty, right, which is mandated by statute, right, that attaches to you. But not part of direct consequences of criminal convictions, right, such as, like, going to prison or a fine or probation. That's the further action that the state imposes, right, and says, nigga, you can't vote. Nigga, you can't, even though you don't vote anyways under the 14th Amendment. You don't have the right to suffrage. You can't go get a student loan. That's a big way that they try to keep you out. Because they know damn well niggas take the student loans, take that money, and then that money fuels the economy. They try to cut off your commerce. You can't own a gun. I got a couple cousins that sell it. Matter of fact, I got about five, six of them. Five more. None of these niggas can own guns. These niggas don't even like rides with me because I keep pistols. Well, y'all niggas are good, man. I got injunction. Y'all good. They still scared. Trust me, man. I, I enforce my rights. You better do the same. It's not a game out here, right? So, collateral consequences is what you come up for. You become a collateral consequence. Matter of fact, if you did time in jail, as soon as you got out of as soon as you got out of prison, you had to suffer collateral consequences. How about if you didn't go to jail and you took a plea deal and you, and you took um, you know, supervised probation or some shit like that? That's also a collateral consequence. This all goes back to what we're talking about tonight. Right? A civil death. Civil civil the civil tear more troops is how they how they pronounce it. Oh sorry to hear me. Okay, here we go. Hold on, I'm gonna hold on, I'm gonna put this headphones on. Alright, there we go Y'all should be able to hear me now Civil more tools Okay Civil death So what, what we're really talking about here Is even under the Holy Roman Empire You don't think that's connected To this shit over here Under the Holy Roman Empire A person declared civilly dead Could be killed by anybody Hold on, bro. What are they doing to black people right now in the United States? 
called collateral. You collateral damage. Because you choose to be civilly dead. Because you choose not to step up and say, yo, this is this is who I am, bro. I'm 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 real. I'm here. Do you know how much motherfucking work it took to get you on this planet? And yeah, you're gonna let somebody tell you that you don't exist. That you don't have no rights. Come on, bro. Well where we live at? Where they do that at? Shout out to uh, White Chocolate, too, for sending me some of this info. Now I'm dropping it, y'all. Now, me and Jonah, man, we get so much information that's sent to us. So much stuff that I don't even have time to go into. But I think it's dope when people you know, take it upon themselves and do their studying and send us information. You know, I'm a student, too. Well, I'm a teacher, so it's it's on it's on me to impart this information to y'all, right? And really give it to y'all in a in a real perspective. This shit makes complete sense when you look at it from the perspective of nigga, they've been doing this for hundreds of years. If you don't have a title, if you're not noble, nigga, you look at as less than that. Why be less than noble? Alright, um, let me, uh, real quick Before we go to the call line Let me address a couple people um, I think a few people have bought some templates If you got some templates off the site You got them here recently um, Be patient, we're going to get them all out We're going to get those templates and stuff out tonight Alright, um, we also uh, Atlanta's coming up So if you want to attend the Atlanta seminar um, You can register at makemorecommerce.com You can also go to jonabay.com Register uh, if you want to get down with the Houston seminar. I believe that's where the tickets are available at. Um, with that being said, man, we're gonna take a real quick break. We just went over a lot of shit, and then we're gonna go to the call line and see what's happening. Get yourself in the line. Got a question or a comment? And let's see what's going on tonight. All right. Um, I hope this information sinks in, and I really do. Um, you know, because here's the thing about it. You know. It's a consistent grind on studying these laws, right? The statutes always change. Fuck, they'll they'll, they'll change 2002 to something else 10 years from now. It'd be a whole different statute. But the Constitution remains. The organic laws remain. Right? Remember, I talked about Friday. Precedent. All about precedent. What, what they said first This is why I read opinions From the court, decision opinions Right Because these people Set precedents within their own Society Within their own little club Well this judge did that So we're going to rule and do this This lawmaker did this So we should make another law that looks exactly like this it's a fucking matrix, man. And it's a playground for these people. Don't let these people play with you, man. We'll be right back after these messages. Keep it locked. You see right here on the bottom line on the New Evolution Radio Network. I'm your host, Joey L. We'll be right back.
a life of hustle and survival. I remember when my, my ninth grade teacher asked me, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? And see, I have to fight the Harlem Crip 30s every day to get home from school, so I looked at her and said a lie. I took an English class. I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story is good. Don't feel sorry for me. I got seven under my belt. And then the same year, my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus, I knew I, I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. He obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public that you get a death job. So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, set through, rolled through, cried through, prayed through, everything is a setup for your next best season. And the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you will lead us. Your light belongs to everyone who will be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And every time you cross someone's path and they can't handle your light, you know those people that they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you you're kind of strange. You know those people, dream snatchers, vision busters. Don't be mad at them. They can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them. Love them. Because they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that you're 70 watts. Your 70 watts has to be turned way up because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light. You might have shrunk a little bit. You might have tempered it down a little bit. But after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, as your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people. And they're going to tell you your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. I'm just saying, why don't you start carrying around an extra pair of shades? Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. 
You're listening to the New Evolution Radio Network. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L., where remedy meets preparation. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit JonahBay.com for more remedies. Gotta stay sharp out here. You gotta stay in the loop. Can't do what you did yesterday. It's not a weapon they can form against me that will prosper. I've been whipping for deadlies with an ill posture. Selassie, I know some deadly rosters. I've been dancing with the wolves, it's like Kevin Costner. Picking up the cases like Betty Crocker. Back I can give it to you hard if you already rock. How you want but that? keep it low, cause you know you don't want the feds to pop Wally. up. From the real with all this money, only the feds can stop Chill. us. On birthdays was the worst days. Now I might pop 80 grand on a Thursday. Count that up. 2.2 pants is what the birds weigh. If I'm a pastor, please tell me what the church say. Amen. Heard you. Be cool when I swerve through. Call the goons up, the niggas gon' purge through. I done live through things that might disturb you. Uh, promise. This ain't the life you're looking for. No such my car, but I don't know what they looking for. Secret indictments, and I don't know what they took them for. I see mommy in the kitchen, she was cooking raw. Uh oh. The trap house is the trap door. Packed house, now we coming through the back door. It was black tops rocking a black door. Now we hopping out of traps with the mask on. No. That title does not fit you, the culture is not with you, your verses are not scriptures. I was the first in 15th block clicker in the spot with the blicker, the plot got sicker. I only indulged in weed and not liquor, trying to have the best work and finish my rocks quicker. Prices got cheaper, the hell's all mine, now the work that I'm touching can get me some real time. I kicked it with the Lord, he sent me some real signs. I started to record, I wrote me some L rhymes. Love and hate thing, I'm dealing with real Lines. Now it's two guns up, so I got to conceal nine. They wait for you to die, then they label you a legend. I'm debating on the new M8 or the X7. Fire. Figure either one to be a good look. Yeah, count my blessings, get my lessons out the good book. Promise. This ain't the life you're looking for. You know, search my car, but I don't know what they looking for. Secret indictments, and I don't know what they took them for. I see mommy in the kitchen, she was cooking raw. Uh oh. The trap house is the trap door. Packed house, now we coming through the back door. It was black tops rocking a black door. Now we hopping out of traps with the mad dogs. 50 pointers in the chain just to hide the pain. Trying to count up all this money, probably wreck my brain. Probably will. Free that nigga Nevin, free that nigga man. Lose all my niggas to the system, probably go insane. Real street nigga worked a few M's. Rapping real street shit, dropped a few gems. I know them niggas mad, I'm in the new beam. Fucking spend another dime on some new rims. Niggas from my hood die from niggas from my hood. Swear to God. But everything I learned came up out the hood. I took my niggas with me straight up out the hood. But they'll call you fake, you make it out the hood. Bitches turn sour, niggas turn snake. They shutting off the power when the payment late. When you broke, niggas love you. When you rich, they hate. They plotting on your death, trying to set a date. Promise. This ain't the life you're looking for. You know, search my car, but I don't know what they looking for. Secret indictments, and I don't know what they took them for. I see mommy in the kitchen, she was cooking raw. Uh oh. The trap house is the trap door. Packed house, now we coming through the back door. It was black tops rocking a black door. Now we hopping out of traps with the mad dogs. 
Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. All right, all right, we're back. Let's go to the car lines, 513-410. What up, what up? Peace to the gods. What up, though, Joey? Peace. Can you hear me? Peace to the gods. Yeah, what's going down? Peace to the gods. Yeah, man, I've been uh, listening to you for a while. I've been, uh, you know, wanting to get on the call and stuff like that. Ask you, just ask you a uh, question about... Show, uh, thank you, thank you. Um, now, I was just uh, calling, like, what what would, uh, what would you prefer, like, to be the first step, like, to get, um, you know, to get, like, in control of your birth certificate and things like that? Well, have you authenticated your birth certificate? Uh, no, I haven't, but... Um, do I have to get it from my county? And that's what that's what I really wanted to ask you. Uh, I'll book a consultation after this too. I just wanted to ask you, like, you okay. know, um, so when I uh, when I go to the county, like, what what part do I go to as far as the county? Well, you can get your birth certificate from Vital Statistics. That's the first thing in your state. The uh, certificate of my birth. It doesn't matter. You can get either one. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Because I got, I, have, I, got, I, was, I, I have got a certificate copy. of live birth. Most states okay. will give that to you, right? And they'll call it a certificate of live birth, and then, and then you also have the long form, which has got your foot, your footprint on it. Okay. Um, and I think my mom has that. You one. got that one? Yeah, if you got that one. You can authenticate that one as well. Um, some people okay. do the short form. Some people do the long form. You know, but once you authenticate it and you do it at the Secretary of State in your state, if you can do it in okay. the county first, do it in the county first, and then go to the state. And then once it's done there, then you go to the federal level. Which is the uh, Washington, D.C., right? The, the Department of State, that's correct. Okay, 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 cool. And then uh, um, another question I wanted to know um, as far as the, the um, or so when I when I do that, uh, then get my EIN to like kind of already put that birth certificate in my uh trust and stuff like that. That's what I do when I uh when I get like get in control of my birth certificate. I'm not understanding your question. You may want to ask that a different way. Okay. Uh, okay. When I get in Rephrase control of the birth certificate, right? Okay, yeah. When mm-hmm. I uh, when I uh, get in control of my birth certificate, that's that's my property, right? And I and I was hearing some of your um your uh, um your radio states uh, radio that's right. Yeah, I was, huh? Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you. Yes, it is your property. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said so. When uh, when I get in control and that's my property, I put that in my um my foreign trust, right? Uh, my I can even if I authenticate my son's birth certificate. And my kids' birth certificate, I can put that under my uh, my foreign trust, right? Like all, all my property and all the stuff I can put up under my trust, right? Well, when so you do a non-UCC, it's supposed to be when you do a non-UCC, it's supposed to be mm-hmm. in the non-UCC, and it's conveyed that it's in that it's in a trust. You understand? Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's what uh, you just cleared up a lot for me. I just get, and then I was just, uh, I broke a consultation with you uh, to get more in depth, uh, like far as the uh, credit and stuff like that, because I really need that too. Okay, cool. All right, okay. that's what it is. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot, Joey. Uh, peace to the God. No doubt. Peace to the God. Yeah. All right, real quick, I had some people who uh, who booked 
uh, for credit consultations as well. So if you booked on that side for the credit console, be patient because I got to get with everybody. But those consults um, are first come first serve. Um, and I don't even I think there's a calendar, but those those are still first come first serve for those particular credit consults. So just be patient with me on those, y'all. But we got y'all. We're getting to everybody. All right, five six two. Five eight eight. Welcome to the show. Hey, I was just on the phone. Peace, peace to the guys, Joey. Peace. What's going on, brother? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just you know, taking it in and uh, taking it all in. Just yeah, yeah. But, um, I was thinking about that representation though, and. I used to hear that, you know, representation was like a, a form of like incorporation. Yes, it is. But check it out. Didn't I say that if you're under representation, right? If if you have protection, right, from from a foreign nation, right? That's that's essentially representation. That's the contract. That's that's under the that's the corporate contract. That's the social. Right. There's right. your representation there because you're being protected. And then and then and then comes the taxation. Yeah, you know, John mentioned this in the seminar over the weekend, and one of the things that, that he brought up about that was that, you know, people have a social for the social security system which is supposed to be for what? When, when you get old, right? So the contract is is that they take care of your ass until you get old, right? Essentially, you pay into this system. When they get old, they take care of you, right? And there, there's the, the protection of this government. Right. Right. And you and in a I mean, sense you belong to them, you know, because you're you're not protecting the government; they're protecting you. So, well, yeah, I mean, see, see, everybody has a choice, though, right? It's like right. people come over here from, from let's say you come over from Mexico, right, and you're a Mexican national, right? Well, you are protected by the Mexican government as a Mexican national, but then you became a U.S. citizen, so so now you no longer. Unless you can maintain dual citizenship, you no longer have the protections that you have prior. Yeah. You see? Yeah. So, yeah. It's immunity, definitely something immunity that, right? That, that means, yeah, well, you don't, you don't have immunity anymore, but, you know, if you take those protections, you, you lose that immunity. Oh right, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. That's the problem. Nobody wants to lose their immunity. But people don't even understand that they have immunity. Who come from other countries? You are nationals. Just like it's just like if you're a national here. Not a US national, but a national. You have allegiance to a foreign state. What you driving, man? You got, you got some background noise. What you got going on? Man? 
Yeah, man, my bad. Okay, we tried it. Okay, all right, you good, brother. All right, man, well, hey, brother, you got anything else you want to add? Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the accordance satisfaction. Um, I noticed there's a couple things that came up as far as issues, like that there's no, if there's no prior dispute, so then there is a solution mentioned that, they, you know, you send the third-party deck debt collector first uh, before you start the process um, and then I, I know I know I would that, think a third you know, party debt collector letter would defeat in a court of satisfaction I mean it, it, it would be it, it would defeat the purpose of doing an accord of satisfaction because on one hand you're saying oh well you are debt collecting and on the other hand you're giving them money so you either got to do one or the other and if you send them in accordance satisfaction, they don't answer you, or they don't do what they're supposed to, then you do an administrative process on them. Right. Oh, so so there's like in court, well, John, I heard in the recording, John was saying sometimes they'll say, "Well, there is no bona fide dispute beforehand before right. the accordance satisfaction." Right. So in order for the for the for the court to come in, it's got to now that is true But in the instance of If you're going to send them a third party debt collection letter And they're not a third party That letter wouldn't make sense So you'd have to open up a dispute in a different kind of way You you would have to still question the debt But you got to do it from the standpoint of I don't know if y'all are my creditor or not I don't even know If we have a legit contract not the standpoint of oh yeah third party because the third party means that they took the debt and sold it to somebody else. But what if it's what I, if that's not the case? I think yeah. Well, I think he was. I think Jonah was mentioning in that situation that, or I mean, this is a while back. This is like from 2017, I think. And he was saying, you know, I've just been in the in the in the, the remedy archives, but he was saying that it's like the the creditor and the debtor scenario, you know, like how they have it flipped around. Like you're double paying. Well, yeah, it is a creditor-debtor scenario. But at the same time, you have to understand that you can't technically flip that on somebody who caused themselves the original creditor. You have to attack that a little differently for an original... Listen, if if you want to do a court of satisfaction, you send them a nice letter and say, "Listen, I don't agree. I don't agree with with the debt." But I owe y'all. You know, I like I like to send. I like to do a settlement offer. I I love doing settlement offers. They 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 do that all the time with you. They'll take less than than the amount too. Listen, I'm going to send y'all a settlement. I'm not quite sure how much it's going to be yet. Y'all willing to do a settlement? Sure. Okay, all right, here you go. It's $10. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's all relative. You know, it costs just as much to make a hundred as it costs to make a dollar. Yeah. 30, yeah, 30 cents, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the insurance and they claim the loss or whatever it is, they recoup it. Yeah, whatever the hell it is. Um, but that, but that's, I was just, yeah, I was just trying to tie up the, the ends, you know, and and then 
as far as the summary judgment, I mean, like you just open up the claim because I, I haven't really, I haven't stepped into the, I haven't stepped. Yeah, in there when yet. you do a summary judgment, uh, a, a summary judgment is done after you've done all your administrative remedies, you've exhausted all your remedies. Then you do it right. in a summary judgment prior to your complaint. All right. Oh, prior to the Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And that yeah. just... You that do a goes, summary judgment prior that to... That doesn't go to the... That goes to the court and no, the you CEO, can, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, because you can put a summary judgment in with the complaint. You're supposed to. Because you're asking the oh. court to give you a summary judgment. Right. Based oh, on the facts okay. that were stipulated. That's what a summary right. judgment is. In, hey, I'm asking in, for y'all. Y'all, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, summary judgment is just saying, hey, I'm asking for you guys to rule on the facts of the case based off of everything that's already occurred. And a lot of times, if your notary has already stipulated facts, the judge's job is to rule on them. That's why a notary yeah, is more definitely. powerful because the notary stipulates, the judge rules. Definitely follow you on that. And then, the, yeah, stipulation is more powerful because I can stipulate the facts. I can actually put the facts on the record of what they are. Judge can't do that shit. And then um, when you're so, we're bringing in, we're bringing up the, the, the Constitution. Do we we need to have them take judicial notice of it at any point? I mean, you always have it. And the federal? Yeah, you always. Oh, always. Well, okay. well, 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 here, well, here's the thing. If you're bringing the Constitution up in a debt collection case, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people don't put the Constitution in a debt collection case because most of the time in debt collection cases, you're not dealing with Constitution. You're dealing with, you know, uh, state consumer protection, FDCPA, FCRA, TCPA. But in the event that you feel the need to put in a copy of the Constitution, absolutely. Do you put a certified copy in and tell them to take judicial notice? Yep. Do you put that in with the summary judgment, or once it once it's like you, you're showing up in court, like before when you get the date? Well, I mean, if, if 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 that's part of your facts, you know, if you have a particular reason for putting it in, and you and you're listing you're listing it as evidence for whatever purpose, then yeah, you would put in, you would put a copy of it in. Oh, like you when know, you put all of the evidence I'm, in in the beginning. Yeah, I got confused because, I mean, like the, the the code. They're actually we're actually using the code for the court and satisfaction, and well, I don't get confused. It, I, it, I, I, we're not really using the constitution yeah, it, at yeah, that point. Yeah, it's UCC three dash three eleven. Right. You understand? It's it's the yeah. UCC. That, that's all. That, that's all I'm trying to tell you. Most people. Hardly ever use the Constitution for debt collection cases. Not saying it can't be used though. Just like you could, just like Byron Allen used 1866 Civil Rights Act for a case that that, that really doesn't have. I mean, it has a lot of merit and it has to do with that. But who would have thought that he would have ever used it? So, you know, sometimes you can use things like that that will help you get a win. But that's mm. completely up to you. 
You know, you got to, but, but I would tell you like this, though. Whatever you put in, make sure you put a certified copy in, tell them to take judicial notice of everything, even if it's the FDCPA. Hey, bro, I got to keep it moving. We got people behind you. Okay. I appreciate you calling. That'll work. That'll work. Thank you, bro. Peace. Thank you. All right. Thank peace, you. Doc. My man getting food. All right. 316-308. What up? Peace to the God, brother Joey L. Bay. What's good? Peace to the God. Welcome to the show, bro. Man, man. Loving the topic this evening, as always. Appreciate it. What's going down with you? Man, you know, just uh, actually was uh, listening to that child support show uh, that you had dropped on us earlier this year and was uh, going through that and uh, happened to listen to you jump on tonight. And uh, it was interesting because you was talking about, you know, what the whole 14th Amendment, the whole 14th Amendment and everything. And I think a lot of us forget that, you know, we have to realize that the states were the original 14th Amendment, which is what you've taught us in the past. You yeah, know, they were. so they were they the original first. United States citizen. You know, yep, and, and they still are. And with our, yeah, and and with they those know. socials. Mhm. Well, I feel like with our socials, I feel like we're like the second coming or the second generation of those U.S. citizens. Interesting. Mm, explain what you mean. Well, because. You know, it's it, it's all in um, how we say correlation or relation to each other because, you know, we're allowing ourselves to adopt those benefits and those privileges from them, you know, to be able to move in that in, in, in that sector as far as doing commerce with the social, right? So we're, we're basically aligning ourselves right along with the states, which is the first, you know, U.S. citizen. You know what I'm saying? We're just basically associating ourselves in the same way which is why we need to go in and, I, I, you know, I, I, how you and John show us. I have to say, so, you know, even on a deeper level than that, if you think about it, the state used the federal government as, like, a manager, right, to manage their affairs, you know. Right. The people are aligning to do the same thing when they, when they depend on the state and the federal government for, you know, housing and shit like that. Wick and, it's, it's, and hood and all that exactly. shit. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's yeah, where I was right. going with that. As as far as you know, us being like that second or third generation of what they would consider a U.S. citizen is because we're aligning ourselves with the state, which is just merely you know I have to agree with or, you, on that you know because there's a lot more of us who are uh, aligning aligned with the state than those who are not. And isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. When, when when we really look at it, right? Let's say a hundred years from now. Like your grandkids, what what will they do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Would they be Negro, Black, Colored, African American, U.S. citizen, or some new name that they created, African citizen American, or some shit that they create up out of thin air and, and, and throw on them? Or would they be Aboriginal Moors? Right. Native. Na- Native. To whatever state they're from, you know. What I mean, I think that's the interesting thing. Is like, where are we going with this? You know, there's there's gonna be a dividing line on information. People who passing it down. I know I got a brother right now that I know. His kids 
think he got like three, four daughters, right? And he made sure to start his daughters off. They all homeschooled, right? And his daughters are probably like 10, 11. But this brother made sure to teach his daughters that they were Moors from an early age, from like four or five years old. That's all they know now. That's beautiful. They won't accept nothing else. Yeah, but it's like, yo, you know, then you got kids who are the same age, somewhere across town, who believe that they're black. Mm-hmm. So the programming is there. It's, it's certainly there. It's just which programming we receiving. Because you're right, third generation. So let's see, how old are you, brother? 35. About to be 36, 35. my brother. So, I mean, you was born in about, what, 84, 83? Yes, sir. Most of that. So, right? So, so then, do you, do you have kids? You know I do. I got a few of them running around. Okay. So then, that there's that generation. So let's say in the next mm-hmm. 15 years, let's give it 20 at the most, your kids will probably have children. Right, and then give it another fifteen, twenty years after that. Hopefully, twenty, maybe more. You know, they'll have kids. That's a short span of time to induce two more generations after you, which is essentially five generations removed from your grandparents' generation of Mm -hmm. when we had the last quote-unquote civil rights act. Right, right, right. Here's the que- here, here's the real question. When's the next civil rights act coming? <laughs> when, exactly. We we need. What's gonna be the next when one? These niggas, yeah. When, when these niggas gonna write the next one? I I I have a feeling they're gonna take out the whole word African. Period. They just gonna they just gonna get rid of African, and they just gonna call us something totally different. I mean, like you know, I mean, we ain't even from African know, no more. Listen. I don't even know where they get this. Like, uh, who who told them to call us African? Jesse Jackson? I think so. I honestly think so because that's what they that's Damn, who they point Jesse. to. That's who they put it on. I'm sorry, man. I'm pretty, y'all, uh, hey, you, you know, you niggas know, light-skinned as I am, nigga, I, I ain't got no relatives from that. Maybe right. not long, long time none. ago. None at all. None that I know, uh, all my relatives from right here. I got pictures, nigga, of all my, my, I got pictures, I got a picture of my great, great-grandmother. She was in a tribe, nigga, hair was all the way down to her goddamn feet. I'm like, I'm pretty sure, man, she wasn't from Africa. She was right here. Most right. I had exactly. with my pops. Most all my people was in was in was on reservations. At some point in time they ended up on a reservation. I asked myself, Well, how the hell did that happen? Do we have that history? Had we had that information? No, nah, we don't we don't have that. So so at some point in time we just left the reservation and just became US citizens, huh? 
Yep, just decide to do your own thing, I guess, or associate yourself. And you know what's interesting about reservations? Well, they did do their own thing. What the reservations are a lot, they look a lot different today than how they probably looked about, I don't know, 100 years ago? Oh, I'm sure they do. A lot more people, they look like me and you on the reservations back then. Oh, yeah, and those and those reservations probably flourished a lot back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you see, see, here's the thing. I, I did a show on the reservations. Right? We talked about this, and I'm not, I, I, we may have even mentioned this on Friday, but a reservation, right, that's land that's being held. We could talk about a lot of your titles and shit, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. Native Americans, we still call people who are Native Americans, these mongoloids. These people live on these reservations. And this land that they live on, okay, is being reserved. But who, who is it in trust for? Because it's not reserved for them. Because if it was truly autonomous for them, they wouldn't be controlling on it. Exactly. You don't give me a piece of land and tell me, oh, you can do whatever you want, except. Ain't no except. I can do whatever I want. Exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, you buy a piece of land, and you, you, you don't want no homeowners association. That's like, you know, that's like having a homeowners association is what that means. The government is the homeowners association for, for so-called five-dollar agreement. Cause that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> and they ain't no disrespect to them, but they're not. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Are, these people are not. These, these people are not Aboriginal. These are not. The, these are not the allodial title holders. And that's like I said. That's, mm-hmm. that's really no disrespect to these people. But at what point did the, the, the niggas start honoring that shit? Because let's just give it. Let's give it another forty years. What happens with these reservations? You see that they're already like look at that standing rock shit. I know everybody remembers standing rock, right? Mm-hmm. And they kept trying to pump oh, the oil yeah. or whatever, and then people didn't want it to happen, and they did the shit anyway. Like fuck the nigga. Hey, I just and it was I on re- think, it was on uh, sacred land. Come on, man. yeah. Well, no, because I just heard I just heard they had a spill up there here recently or something. Just in a flash for that. I'm like, really? Well, sure they do, and it's probably quiet as hell. Oh, of course it is. So it's really, it's really on each one of us, man, to to teach our history. Right? I was just like, check, we was in Memphis this weekend for this seminar, and there's a pyramid in Memphis, biggest mm-hmm. day, motherfuckers huge, and it sits right next to the Mississippi River. And Imagine you know, that. The story is is that. Yeah, the story is that the the one that was there they tore it down, and they had so many problems with the weather, they had to build another one in its place to control the weather. Right? I mean, we talking about right in Memphis, right along the Memphis. Exactly. Right there in your face. Man, ain't shit in Memphis. Excuse my language, but for for those who live in Memphis, <laughs> but there ain't nothing really there for real like that. Why they got a big pyramid? Only other place that they got a pyramid in the United States like that is in Vegas, and then and then there's mounds 
that have been hidden from you. Oh yeah. But the, but the Native Americans will tell you we, we don't know who built that shit. We didn't build those. The great gods built those. What great gods? So, but yeah, man. Anything else you want to add, bro? Man, I just, I man. Once again, like I tell you and do it all the time, man. I just appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do, man. Because y'all open brothers like myself eyes every single day just listening to y'all. So, uh, it's all good. I appreciate, I appreciate y'all, man. Bro, you know, it's all good. Thank you for politicking with me, bro. Oh, I will say uh, before I jump off the line, let me throw out my little testimony before I forget. Oh, so, um, as as some people may know, that's probably heard me on the line before. I do have my injunction in, uh, and I have done it, you know, the administrative process way, so it is in full fledged. So, I was on the interstate the other day, Joey, you know, doing my thing, and uh, I noticed that we have some uh, state troopers being active on the on the highway byways, right? So. There was a trooper that happened to be in the uh, medium of the interstate, and we drive by, and so, you know, I'm in the lane that, you know, they usually end when they come to, you know, smash down the interstate or something, so I'm just chilling, and, of course, as I get halfway down the interstate, here he comes, and he comes behind me, so I get over, you know, to let him pass, because obviously he's trying to get somewhere I'm not, so I get over, he flies by me, and, of course, I just have to notice he actually had his lights on in the rear, uh, and as most people know, they had their lights in the front and in the rear. So you never actually know if they're going to pull you over until they put their lights on in the front. He didn't have his lights on in the front, though. He had his lights on in the rear and just drove right on by me. So I don't know if he was potentially trying to pull me over, but uh, I can guarantee you he sure didn't. Well, you never know. I mean, you know, it's a good thing that you got the injunction in, though. Better be safe. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that little bit out there because I know a lot of us, you know, may think that our injunction does or doesn't work. But, you know, that's just a little scenario of, you know, me being comfortable because I know I have my injunction in and, you know, not really having to worry about it. But, you know, at least knowing that I do have it in and, you know, I'll protect it. So. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, I, I'm going to tell you like this, man. There's been plenty of times I got pulled over and I was glad I had it in <laughs> versus not having it in. Because, you know, they don't always not pull you over. So, at least you got it in. Oh, most definitely. It's a better feeling to know that than, than to be out there wondering. Most definitely. And like I said, I just appreciate y'all, guys, because without y'all talking about that injunction, man, I wouldn't have no injunction in. So, you know, I appreciate y'all for that, man. Seriously. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We appreciate you too, bro. Thank you for calling, God. For sure, God. Peace to the God. All right, peace to the God. All right, where we at? We got a few more people left. All right, we're going to try to get to everybody. Um, 720-538. What's going down? Peace, peace, peace. Peace to the God, Joey. Peace. IB. What's going down? Good. Welcome to the show. Indeed. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. So, regarding... Uh, the other brother that called uh, about important satisfaction with the whole when they talk about you don't have a dispute I think in that same show Jonah also said the fact that the contract was modified is a dispute in and of itself 
So I'm not sure if the brother caught that, but I just wanted to put that out there anyway. But because I was I was stuck in that for a while too, and I was kind of confused. Well, he, he, well, here's here's the other th- here's the other thing too. If it's modified and um, yeah. if you've been given information right that you don't have full knowledge of, like so they put you in a contract and you didn't have full knowledge of what mm-hmm. that contract entailed, that also includes a dispute. Got it. Okay, well, that's another one right there. I'm right down. Okay. So, regarding the subject yeah, matter tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. It kind of aligns with the question that I have. So, it, there's, there's a huge importance with jurisdiction and venue. Because that's basically the main thing that I got from the whole thing that you kind of went through. You went through a lot of stuff, but... In summary, my mind, yeah, I'm thinking, okay, jurisdiction and venue is very important. So, it is, it is with important. This, yes, yes, my bad. It but remember, Congress has what they time. call for. Remember, Congress has what they call plenary powers. So, so these plenary powers, right, under the under the Fourteenth Amendment, right, these niggas can establish laws yeah. however they however they choose to. Right, and and they apply to their citizens these plenary powers. So, which means that if you're a citizen, right, if, if you're taking the right. presumption and assumption, you fall under the jurisdiction of these people. Mm. Okay, okay. So, as it applies to the debt collection suit or the inquiry suit, so if we use the USC code at federal level, if we use the state equivalents of those laws. That the the state courts, the small claims and whatnot. That's the state courts. Now, what if we use the public laws? Does it matter if it's state or federal? If we put in the the public laws, is you know the laws that we're using. That, like that's, public that's, law a that's, a, that's a good question. That's a good question. I put public laws right. in both. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Because the, the the state version of the SCRA here is they kind of wrote it very vague. So it's like they kind of like, you know, it's not as explicit as FCRA. You know why? Uh, the 15 USC. No, I don't know why. Yeah, you know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because when no. they write, when, when they write consumer protection laws in the state, they're yeah. only writing them to extend to, um, Creditors, not debt collectors, because they, yeah. they feel like well, it's a, you, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, that's exactly what happens what is, is that yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it is. They, they extended the rights to the creditors. So then what, what they do is they be like, all right, um, you went to Sprint, nigga, and Sprint overcharged you and kept it on your credit. And Sprint is in the wrong and they're a creditor. As a consumer, you got a right to sue for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's see, how this, they do it. Yeah, that they don't go too deep because they understand that that's a that's a debtor originally it's a debtor it's a debtor creditor relationship. Right? And then what happens is is FDCPA is a is a Debt collector to so-called debtor relationship, 
right? So <laughs> it's more iffy on the FDCPA side. Mm-hmm. But on, on the state side, they know that as a consumer in the state, you did business with an entity that was mm-hmm. set up in the state. So there's protections for you as a consumer so you don't get screwed. This is why they have the Consumer Protection Bureau. Right, okay. Got it, got it. And you implement all that in the process of the dispute also. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> That's right. Okay. Got it, got it. So just use both public law and whatever applies with the state version. If if you want to That's go right. to small exactly. clients. Okay. If you want to go to small clients. If you want to. But just remember, dog, it's not a lot of money on that side. That's why I like to pull all three of your credit bureaus. You go through each one. If you see the debt collector is reporting on each one, and he, or, or you yeah. see the debt collector pull your credit two times on each report, every time they did yeah. that, that's a violation. The period of time in which it occurred is a violation. The number of years that it's been on your report from the time it started reporting mm-hmm. until you found out is a violation. Man, that shit stacks up quick. Quick. That, but that's the reason why you go over 75k real quick, and then once you hit 75k, now you on the on on the actual side where the money is. But does the small claims don't small claims move quicker though than on federal level? Like don't they spend yes, quicker? It does. or It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. It does. Now the, the other thing though is that if you're suing them. You know, a federal court, a lot of times they'll settle out with you. Ah, okay. Okay, I see. A lot of times these people will settle with you. So just prepare for that too. Sometimes you, you know, you can get that settlement. Okay, okay, okay. And I like the settlement because a lot of times you go into court, they like, look, we don't really want this fight, dog. Um, (laughs) Get your stuff over here right quick. How, How much you want? You know, that, you know. Sometimes, it, and then other times, be prepared. They'll never admit to guilt. This job is hmm. never admit to guilt, but they will settle with you. They be like, man, listen, man, we didn't pull your credit, man. We know our name is in there. That that wasn't us. We didn't do that. <laughs> but how much money you want? Right. Right. <laughs> he be like, what? I'm confused. So that so goes along with that. Shoot, yeah, shoot for the amicable oh, route, which is. No, you're all right. Shoot for the amicable route, which is settling. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Don't try to be too strong-headed about it and just, you know. Yeah, because a lot of times, cats missed it. A lot of, man, did you hear the, the show Friday? <laughs> the dude came on and was like, yep, yeah, yep, I missed yep. like five grand, man. Yes. <laughs> he was like, man, that's money right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he missed yeah, like five yeah. Yo, yo, I had yo, I got two homeboys who did that shit. One of them, I told the nigga, I said, when you go in there, bro, don't open your mouth. He went in there, <laughs> and, and, and you know they they started high, and he took them low and walked out of there with twelve hundred dollars. I was like, what are you doing? Could have walked out of there with five grand at least. No, another cat, That's like a marketplace. Um, and another cat, dog, one of my boys, man. He went in there asking for seventy five grand and he was gonna win the case. You know, and huh. the judge asked him, he says, Well, the judge says, Well, 
did, did you do business with them? And he's like, I don't remember. Just was like, well, that's good enough for me. Guess you did business with them. What? You don't remember? How we get this far? You don't remember? <laughs> so always go for the settlement, man, and you know, say less than necessary in them places. Yeah. So that settlement goes with the other letter after the default, where you kind of propose them to settle, like that. You can do a you you can do a settlement offer with them after default and propose a settlement. Okay. But most times, what happens with, with after a default is, and and, and I, I I actually need to get the template and put it up because the template is available. But there's the template where you which Man, you're supposed to technically do is use your notary and have your notary send them an invoice. You do a notary invoice. And your notary can invoice them and say, listen, y'all defaulted out. This is your last opportunity to pay this much. If not, you know, we're, we're going to go for a summary judgment on you. And you go for your summary judgment, then you get okay. the complaint, and then you sue their ass. Okay, okay. <laughs> Indeed. Cool, cool, cool. Man, God speak to you, Jody, man. God speak to you. God speak to you, my brother. Appreciate that. Thank you. Have a good one. You too, you too, Pete. All right, Pete, God. All right, uh, three one zero four zero three. You on the line? Yeah, what's up? Peace, Joey. Peace to the God. What's up with you, bro? Hey man, you've been killing it lately. Uh, Friday and tonight, man. Um, it's Will. Yeah, no doubt. What's up, Will? How you doing, bro? What's up? Thank you. Great, that's flying fantastic. You know, um, so I was uh, reading what made me hit number one. You were talking about like the reservation, like who's land, you know, reserved for, and all that. And it just made me think real quick. Um, I went into the used bookstore, and gentleman had been talking about that uh, thousand and thousand and a night, uh, Arabian Nights book, and uh, yes, I was going looking for that. Yeah, I found I found one, man. I found a crazy one. It got like volume three and four, and it's in the old English and all that. It's, it's wild out. They got a they got a chick like well, sitting Indian style holding their titty on the cover and all that. It's like a old one. But um, um, uh, while I was in there, I found this book, and I was I was looking at some other shit. I found this book, and it's called The Meanings of Magic from the Bible to Buffalo Bill. Um. And it got oh, a chapter is, is, is in there. Is it in the book? What's that? It's in, this is in the thousand, thousand and one nights? Nah, no, nah, it's a whole separate book. Because I, I was looking all over. Okay. And um, this shit just jumped out on, like, like some, yo, you're supposed to read okay. this shit type. All right, what's and it called? It's, it's, it's called The Meanings of Magic, From the Bible to Buffalo Bill. And it is breaking down, like, how magic is put on people. Like... So they got this they got this chapter in there and it's called The Magic of French Culture Transforming Savages into French Catholics in 17th Century France. <laughs> Yo, this shit Hey man, I'm telling you, that shit broke that that shit jumped out at me and I was meant to have this book cuz this shit breaks down how they, you know, how they get the indigenous cultures and and assimilate them into their culture. 
And it, it's talking well, about how it. they did it in France. Yeah, it's talking about how they did it in France in the 1600s. I'm only a third way through it, and it's, it's basically you could you could pretty much just put the shit over here or how they did us. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I'm looking at it now. It, it, it talks about um, it, it talks about alchemy in here as well. Yeah, no, yo, I'm telling you, if you if you can find a book, that that chapter is like chapter six in the book. It's like a bunch of different authors of chapters, and they put it all together in a book. And uh, the author on this one is called Sarah Mel- Melzer. And uh, I mean, this shit, it breaks down how they assimilate you into the culture, and the seduction of the culture, like making it like so you want to go in there and transforming you and then provide protection for See? you. And yeah, the straight up black magic. Exactly. The shit. Yo, and I'm telling you, man, that chapter is, is serious. They, 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 pro- they provide protection for you. Ain't that some shit? That's some black magic yeah. for you. Yep. It, see, it yep. says here, it says magic was a stimulus to thinking. It freed man from fears and endowed him with a feeling of his power to control the world, sharpened his capacity to imagine and kept alive his dreams of higher achievements. Magic might be defined as a way of thinking that looks to invisible forces to influence events, affects change in material conditions, or present the illusion of change yeah the, the book man i'm telling you the book the way it breaks down what magic really is and how it makes it so realistic and it's really showing how it's being put on you it, it's it's wild man yeah, that's pretty to, deep i, I like go this. ahead and this share that yeah yeah this yeah, is, dope. I, this I, is I, a dope share i appreciate you sharing this dog definitely a dope share i'm, I'm gonna make yeah. sure that i uh save this into my roller deck the books here Right now, yeah, it's yeah. on Google Books too. If anybody's interested, it's available on Google Books. I can check yeah. that out. And the author okay. is Amy Wigand, or edited by Amy Wigand. Yeah, W Y G A N T. She like edited, I guess, and put together a whole bunch of shit by other people. But man, the way it jumped out at me at the bookstore, I was like, "Yo, I got to pick this up." So I grabbed it. Yeah, this and, is uh, dope. This, this is definitely this, dope. This is crazy. It's yep. definitely dope. Thank you for sharing this, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be Hollywood and keep too much in overtime. So, <laughs> nah, you good. Hop God. in Thank and say that. <laughs> All right, peace to the God. All right. All right, peace, God. You ain't heard from Hollywood in a minute. I don't know where Hollywood is. He be sitting in the background. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll uh, take any more calls if the line's open. Anybody want to talk? And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Don't go nowhere. You see right here on the bottom line. On the New Evolution Radio Network. We'll be right back. And then we got goals that we reach or don't reach. And that is what you're up against leaving here. First are your relatives. God love them. Allah love them. Buddha love them. And then your friends. Then just general guilt, society, and then you're feared. You're afraid. You're afraid of making a mistake. 
and this is what you'll relate to me. See, I would think that when I list in your weekly report what scared you, you ought to be able to put a lot of shit down. But you put, no, nothing. I'm cool. I'm cool. Nothing scared me. Which isn't true. If you can't pick up the phone, there's a reason. Especially since you have the templates, the scripts, and you've got everything. The only thing, and I've asked this, you'd like me to dial the phone for you. Can you get past the first gatekeeper, Mr. Pena? I'm going to show you how to do that. Can you get past the second gatekeeper, Mr. Pena? I'm going to show you how to do that. In some of the big, big hitters, as my Japanese um, mentees would say, big fucking hitter, got big fucking hitter this week. Have three gatekeepers. Now I'm going to show you how to do that. But you got to pick up the mother... Now, some of you, don't pick up... You have a thing in your ear, you know? Thing in your ear. When I used to run a boiler room back in the 70s, they, uh, they call them call centers now. But back in my day, they were boiler rooms. Well, I have 200 guys out there and gals, and I used to sit up on a desk, elevated from about this high off the ground, and I used to, t you know, masking tape, that gray masking tape that you can fix shit with, masking tape... I used, to, I used to ask them, what hand do you wipe your ass with? And they'd tell me. Then I'd tape that hand, the phone to it. Tape it. And if I didn't see that motherfucker glistening from the lights, I was on him like stink on shit. Like a super, you know, like a uh, Marvel movies superhero. Why aren't you making a call, moron? We, closed, we were closing motherfuckers. We were closing motherfuckers. I didn't ask if we made any sales today. How many motherfucking sales did we make? Because I only knew closing 94.6%. And I cried about the 5.4% of the fuckers that got away. And they had a big board with my, my uh, records on. For the guys, the mooches in the boardroom. You used to have to ask permission to go to the toilet. Permission. And the reason why, why did I wrap it around the hand they wiped their ass with? Because you could disconnect the phone and sneak off. I know how to sell. Believe me. I know how to close. I'm a closing motherfucker. I don't know anything but clothes. It's about expectations, and my expectations are high. And at the bottom of your weekly report, you're going to have the world's record for every fucking thing you do for the next 12 months. You get tired of looking at the goddamn thing. How in the fuck did that asshole do that in 20 days? Is you going to ask? You, you're, you're, telling, you're not sharing anything. You're not telling the old lady, he's calling the old lady, that you haven't kicked to the curb yet. That's your wife. See, you haven't kicked you. So you haven't, you're not going to ask the old lady because you're going to say, Jesus Christ, I must be a real cunt like Pena says. Here I'm on the 17th day and this fucking asshole did it in 20 days. I must be a worthless piece of shit. I think a stiff ring and a good fuck would kill me. Now some of you guys are going to put in your reports, well, I don't drink, Mr. Pena. You know what I'm going to say? You probably don't fuck either. 
You, maybe you're going to say to me in your report, I don't drink, Mr. Pena. So, you know, a stiff drink and a good puck could kill most of the snake fights. So your excuse already is, I don't drink. So I don't have to be a good fuck. You got a reason for everything. And we got the Google fuckers here. They know, I mean, shit, I, I am happy you gave me that information, though. Okay. We don't Google anymore. <laughs> That's enough. Okay, because I've asked a lot of guys and nobody, okay, and I don't, you know, and I'm not going to go uh, search. I don't give a shit that much, but I am happy you gave it to me. Okay. I did learn something from one of the kids. It's rare, but it does happen. So hope does spring eternal. Hope does spring eternal. Okay, but, I mean, does anybody, no, I'm not going to ask you if you can relate to this, because I know you can. I know you can. You've never probably thought of it this way. You have, because you've seen this slide before. But... All right, all right, all right. Peace to the gods. We're back. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Call lines are wide open. Everybody wants to get in. 347-989-0194. We got a question or a comment before we shut this thing down. This is the time. Speak now. We'll forever hold your peace until the next show. <laughs> all right, go to makemorecommerce.com. You want to get with me. Alright, I got a lot of people I got to get with this week So um, if you're waiting on me, be patient I'm going to follow up with you We really got some consultations out there There's some products that people need to get So be patient, we're going to get with you this week um, As always, you can go to JonahBay.com If you need to find out any information On any upcoming seminar that Jonah has going on I think there's one in Texas coming up um, And then we will be doing a credit seminar together uh, Next month all right, so I'll keep y'all updated on that information. All right, and then we're going to be closing out the year, rounding this bad boy out. So, as always, stand on your square. Keep studying. Hopefully, this information tonight uh, helps some of y'all. All right, continue. We're going to get back into our commerce show soon. Keep those coming. And uh, go to naturalsherbs.com. Because we are working on bringing y'all some new things. We got some changes that we're working on. Talking to my boy earlier. We got, uh, we actually going to try to introduce an energy tincture. So, that ought to be pretty cool. Alright, so with that being said, I'm going to say peace to the gods. We are out of here. And, uh, tune in tomorrow to, uh, Jonah Bay Radio. Mondays with my man Jonah Bay over there. Alright, we'll see you Friday right here on the New Evolution Radio Network. Peace to the gods. Yow. Cops put a hurting on your ass, man, you know. They really degrade you. White folks don't believe that shit. Don't believe cops degrade you. Oh, come on. Those beatings, those people are resisting arrest. I'm tired of this harassment of police officers. Because the police live in your neighborhood, see? And you be known them as Officer Timpson. Hello, Officer Timpson. Going bowling tonight? Yes, uh, nice pinto you have. <laughs>
Niggas don't know them like that. See, white folks get a ticket, they pull over. Hey, officer, yes, glad to be of help. <laughs> Nigga got to be talking about, I am reaching into my pocket for my license. Because I don't want to be no motherfucking accident. <laughs> Police degrade. I don't know. You know, it's awful. You wonder why a nigga don't go completely mad. You know, you do. You get your shit together. You work all week, right? And then you get dressed. You make, you may say, can't make $125. We get $80 if he lucky. Right, and he go out, get clean, be driving with his old lady, going out to a club, and please pull over. Get out of the car, that was a robbery, a nigga looks just like you. All right, put your hands up, take your pants down, spread your cheeks. Now, what nigga feel like having fun after that? <laughs> oh, let's just go home, baby. You go home, beat your kids and shit. You gonna take that shit out on somebody. Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network.